is the highest grossing German language film, which sounds really strange, but it's uh, it's basically like a hijacking film that turns into like what I thought was a zombie film, but it's like a vampire. But so it turns into like hijacking airplane as if that's not enough terror. And it turns into like, like this, like sort of horror movie. And I, I got into it because somebody edited the film in final cut and, you know, we're always trying to cheer people on when they're using final cut. And, um, <laughs> And it's totally relevant to everything we've always talked about on the Mac DevOps podcast. So don't you dare cut this, JD. But <laughs> Blood Red Sky, everybody should see that movie on Netflix. Because this is how it relates to Mac DevOps is that the guy, uh, Knut Hacke and his assistant, but Knut, uh, he basically documented everything you need to do for this film in Notion, which is an awesome documentation tool. So there's the Mac DevOps uh, hook documentation. He documented everything in Notion. It's this awesome you know, documentation SaaS tool. And uh, he put up, uh, you know, basically said, you know, here's how you make a feature film in Final Cut. Use these tools, do these things, you know, and, and documentation. It's everything that you should be doing, kids. There you go. Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps Podcast. According to Apple, you can produce major films just using an iPhone 13 Max Pro Deluxe. Deluxe. I think that's the highest grossing iPhone, right? Right. Yeah, something like that. Totally separate microphone gear and audio recording to actually make that happen, but just pay attention to the camera behind the phone. Yeah, my favorite is those kids on TikTok who are like, you know, using that tiny mat mic. You know uh, what I mean? The tiny microphone that plugs it. Maybe I should get one. Yeah, you can make Maybe a film a with an iPhone thing. and other gear as well. You know, yeah. other yeah. gear as well, <laughs> right? And a post production yeah. team and someone who knows how to edit. Yeah. yeah. No, you just throw it on the phone and it just edits itself. Oh, so yeah. You, totally. That's awesome. A, a month later, you'll get this nice recap video of your, your last month. I like those recaps, except when they're creepy. That's when I don't right. like them. <laughs> but they're creepy because apparently you made them creepy based on the photos that you took. Yeah, photos and videos. Yeah. I'm just always so. like, hey, kids, come look. It's like when you were cute. This is when you guys were cute. <laughs> I remember that. It was, seems like forever ago. <laughs> okay welcome to the mac devos podcast where we are reminiscing about when we were awesome and cute um which was not long ago for my co-host jd i was never awesome or, or cute, cute. <laughs> been, jd's been awesome his entire life he's yeah. like jaded uh, by I, how I, awesome I put he the, is i put the aww in you awesome. put you put the jaded in jd oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and, and shauna always our star Aww. have you you set up a little like uh private youtube booth at home you got like uh you um no, that's my cat. That's my that's my backpack, actually. Oh, your backpack. Me. Oh, I thought you were yeah. spending a lot of money on set decoration there, but no, that's your oh backpack. no, just just hospital bills. <laughs> Ouch! Too soon. Too soon. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Apparently, um, just looking at the show notes that I've so carefully prepared ahead of time, um, a lot to talk about. Number one being, 
what happened? This is the blameless postmortem part of the podcast. Uh, what happened with last week's podcast? I mean, this week's podcast. What happened in general? We'll just shorten it to what? In this section, we call what? Uh, Matt scheduled what? a podcast <laughs> and um, we didn't record and then it published automatically. <laughs> and uh, all we can say is what? What? You, you scheduled something and it published. So yeah. it did its job. We just happened not to attach the needed media file for said published podcast. It was it was Apparently an attempt to steps. reach out to our, our audience who reached out to me to ask if we were okay because the media was missing. And uh, yeah, we just didn't record it. <laughs> Secretly, it was a, uh, a reconnaissance mission to see who actually listens to the pod. And apparently a lot of you listen. So we it was appreciate a, that. It was a paid for advertisement by our lovely sponsors. And we wanted to test our audience reach. And apparently, you know, there are people that are concerned about us and we are alive. You guys are great. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, <laughs> we love you. Oh. Yeah, so automations, they're awesome. Yeah, they did exactly what we said we were going to do. Okay, so <laughs> thank you, everyone, for reaching out and uh, seeing if we are still sane or alive or both. Uh, we are here. We're no, here. No, no. <laughs> we're here. I can't confirm that we're sane, but we are living. Holding on for dear life. Uh, well, we were boldly proclaiming uh, that we're going to have an in-person conference. Um, we have not consulted with any health experts or uh, uh, varieties of <laughs> COVID. But yes, in-person next year, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, stay tuned to your local public health channels. <laughs> Check your Omicron or your other letters in the Greek alphabet. Yes. Yeah. In our hearts, we will be together. Um, if not, if only over Zoom. <laughs> Well, some conferences have decided to do on an online or virtual conference with watch parties, which I still think is, is quite interesting. That's a great idea, yeah, and just get people in different cities. That may be where we land. Those who can make it to beautiful British Columbia can join the watch party there, and those who can't or don't have the means of travel can still join in the fun. Yeah. I think back here at uh, Mac DevOps HQ, we're going to work on some hybrid models. And um, I think there's been a few conferences that are going on right now that have been trying different things where there's different kinds of presentations and different kinds of ways to be involved if you're at home or if you're on site. Someone told me about going to a conference in Vegas recently and they had some sort of like virtual reality or, or AR sort of ways of getting into the, you know, but well, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. I think we want... We want to encourage people from all around the world to join us uh, remotely, and um, we'll we'll see what we can do in person as well. Matt secretly has his own metaverse. I have my own metaverse. Yes, deep, deep, deep sleep. That's what it's called. <laughs> deep sleep. <laughs> I dream. I dream a little dream about. Yeah, yeah. I did dream that I was in like some cabin in the woods, kind of like a bad movie I saw or good movie, and then you know the house was scary. But then going out of the house was even scarier. And then I was like, that sounds like the real world. <laughs> Just like <laughs> being in my house sucks. Going out of my house sucks. <laughs> I like the room you're in right now. Just Yeah, this was um, one of our, our baby's rooms. And we put up some vinyl stickers of birds. And it looks like I have like the little birds flying around my head. <laughs> like I've just been hit in the head or something. <laughs> or it's a nice peaceful scene, whichever narrative fits best. But. Thanks to the sponsors that have reached out. Yes, we will be contacting you. And uh, if we have not already contacted you, thanks for uh, 
everyone reaching out uh, to want to sponsor us. Uh, we are working on the, the conference and we will be opening up a uh, call for speakers uh, in the new year and we'll get be getting this show on the road, getting organized. So, yes, that's my report. JD, anything to report? I have no idea how many more of these we are doing in the the 2021 year. Although it <laughs> still feels year. like 2020. <laughs> The year of our, oh, my God, Lord. (laughs) So uh, this may be the second. I think this will be our second to last podcast for the year. And then we will regroup and after the holidays and and, uh, bring you more ramblings and oddities. Content. I mean, content. content. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Shauna's got all the content. What's going on, Shauna? You've got security news for us. There's all these new security vulnerabilities. You know, I mean, it could be any day of the week. (laughs) Um, well, you guys know all about AWS oh my going goodness. down this, this past week. Yeah, that was a fun one. It was very fun. So is it a problem if we put all our eggs in one, one SaaS basket? Yeah, one, one um, admin panel. <laughs> I think as we, as we learned, yes, it is a problem. Also, you know, no one could submit a ticket or anything because, you know, the system for tickets was in the east bucket. So also was down. Um, it's like uh, freedom you know, just good stuff all around you know just really good stuff classic yeah Every, everybody seems to have one piece of their puzzle in aws if not the whole puzzle so like oh yeah our service isn't affected oh but our you know partner company that does xyz you know <laughs> billing mm-hmm. receipts whatever oh that's in aws oops <laughs> <laughs> you know like you could feel it like you know yeah. i was on, i was even on twitter like okay won't be affected and i went to add a gif and like couldn't um Mm, that's that's a sign of the apocalypse i know where that is now like (laughs) making mental note of where all the things are inside it it really does point out though that we put a lot of power in the control or the hands of of one single entity and if they're not getting their way with for some reason they have they can pull the plug quite literally i mean aws east going down uh, also affected FedNet. So, uh, you know, AWS does a lot of federal government uh, in the U.S. at least. Uh, hosting so all of, all of a, that was American, down. American government, public. Uh, well, FedNet was AW, is the AWS instance for the U.S. government, and that mm. was down as well. So, yeah, there yeah. was a lot, of, a lot of power, a lot of control in one, one massive company's hands. Yeah, I saw a lot of jokes on Twitter about how, uh, you know, oh, what, we let the government, uh, you know, manage uh, the Internet? That's going to be terrible, you know, because, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, don't tell the Americans that we have uh, government-controlled health care in the rest of the world, and we're doing quite fine. And <laughs> uh, incompetent government is not a fact of uh, it being managed by governments, but it's managed by incompetence. <laughs> You know, it's like so. Um, yeah, I think you know at different times uh, in in the history of uh, technology in countries, there's been determinations of monopolistic behavior and things that are public rights. So, like if you need internet or you need water or you need you know clean food, we make laws about ensuring clean food or water or internet access. You we, know, we call those public utilities. So yeah, yeah. So you know. Nobody has multi, you know, zone Amazon set up because it's too expensive. So, 
maybe the government needs to step in and say, you know, if the infrastructure is important to the functioning of our economy and our government, then it might be in the interest of the government to make sure that the government survives and the economy and the people. And uh, yeah, anyway, make jokes, Twitter, Creating that's what you do. rules for in- infrastructure <laughs> to make sure that we are able to function when things mm-hmm. go wrong. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, I think I think really they want dysfunction. So dysfunction breeds chaos, which means they can make you live in fear, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. <laughs> this, and here we go down down the rabbit uh, hole. So well, we've, let's, we've we've turned into a conspiracy pod. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not an argument against so, uh, social or political systems. It's just uh, we need different things to survive, and some of these public things are water, food, and internet access. If you're going to access your government services, or you know, vote, or you know, whatever, and uh, you know. For better or worse, hospitals and everything we need to live requires this internet. And um, so we need to protect them and <laughs> pay for them. And uh, yeah, it's not just for gift services, but those are important too. I happen to think that the internet is a universal right. Um, but, you know, who am yeah. I? Just a girl from Kansas. Oh, you're pod. a smart girl. Thanks. Thanks, man. I need to hear that. You're speaking the truth. Truths yeah, come at a terrible price. That, that's the fun thing that happened this week. Ah, Amazon. Um, yep. One of the fun things, anyway. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting to see more uh, security courses like Jamf has added their, their security course, and we're seeing more training along those lines uh, as well, because this is uh, also a security issue. And that comes back to, are we doing our jobs in diversifying our data and where we're putting things and backups are you backing up to the same service that you're using to host your service that could be a bad idea and there's no rest for the wicked i mean with the recent java utility security the log4 shell thing that came up uh last week basically this uh impacts everybody who's using Java, this Java logging utility, and includes Jamf and a million other open source projects, including iCloud, um, so many different web services and other services, even Minecraft, not Minecraft. Oh, no, not Minecraft. But I mean, security vulnerabilities are just everywhere. And they definitely challenge our ability to keep up and our ability to how do we remediate? How do we fix this? How do we you know, all our tools and services are dependent on so many other tools and services. It's definitely challenging. <laughs> Thank you, Internet, Slack, Twitter, and everybody for telling us about issues. And then we have to figure out if any of the things we're running are running any of these vulnerable things and if, how they impact us. And Or are they just down and not accessible? And or just a pile of tech debt, you know, oh, we're dependent on the software, but we have no idea how to rewrite it or fix it or change it or or it's running a critical piece of infrastructure. <laughs> you I know, read a funny thing the other day on Twitter that actually said a lot of security work is basically dealing with tech debt. Like it kind of feels like security is the, you know, de facto <laughs> the de facto place to put all of the, the unfinished things that um, you know, tying up the loose ends and making sure that, that things are secure and it's sunsetted properly and that kind of thing. And I was like, well, I never thought of it that way, but that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. I find myself doing a, a ton of that in my everyday work. So the, the we'll fix it later is basically leaving the back door completely wide open. Yep. 
Yep. And I'm security. So I got to, I got to shut the back door and make sure it's locked. <laughs> IT goes around, you know, fighting fires and building workarounds to make things just work. And then security has to fall around behind them and go, what the heck has been going on here? Yep. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, some teams are like, how to ignore security and get your product done. And then I'm like, how do you prioritize security and make sure I'm trying, you know, not hampering your work. Um, but, you know, the relationship can sometimes be a little, what's the word, uh, adversarial, because our, our goals are different. But, you know, at the end of the day, we, we still want the same things. So working in that space can be interesting. Yeah. I mean, the balance between things that work, we want to keep using those things that work, you know, computers uh, in our favorite OS or whatever. And, you know, I, in the, in the video editing world, I always see Avid running older versions of OS because they take forever to qualify new ones. And so I see people running 11.5 or 10.4 something. And I'm like, whenever I see a weird OS like that, I'm like, are you running Avid? Because Avid has specified only this exact version of the OS will be, but I mean, I just saw another article published where they're saying if you're using 10.12, 10.13, or 10.14, then go ahead, but don't connect it to the internet. So people have to make decisions, you know, like air-gapped. You know, if you're running certain old editing software or if you're running a nuclear facility or a hospital, you should probably have all that air-gapped and not connected to the internet. I'm sorry, that makes it harder to deploy and do other things, but we need, you know, critical infrastructure needs to be and if the, your video editing is critical, this is a, a whole new topic. I, I'm sure no one's looked into this before. We got to look into this. <laughs> yeah. Are you running into any legacy systems or is this the, the general tech debt, um, Shauna? Both. Um, it's, it's typically when, you know, organizations roll out new kinds of tools and things like that. Um, they don't always take the best care of the data that's left behind. I'm, I'm a cybersecurity analyst, but I find myself doing, you know, like, information assurance and things like that, making sure things are archived per properly um, and then throwing things away also. Like some data you can't retain, you're not supposed to retain. Um, so just making sure, you know, it's like covering all the, trying to cover all the bases. And uh, when I was doing system administration related work, I didn't realize how much I was leaving out. It's kind of like my, like something in my brain has been switched and now like, the way I process things is totally different. And I'm like, man, if I knew what I know now, you know, two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been making really good decisions. But, um, but that's the importance of learning, right? And, and staying current and prioritizing security in your work. Because if you don't, you know, you'll end up with a whole lot of holes. I think that uh, could be a good t-shirt or a sweatshirt, the next Mac DevOps hoodie on the front. It says, if I knew now two years ago, what I knew two years ago, and then on the back would say, make good decisions. I would make good decisions. Too. I would make good decisions. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I think um, some a couple of people contacted me to, to so we could buy tickets for the next Mac DevOps, which we haven't post, posted the tickets quite yet. But they're like, we want new hoodies and we want new swag. <laughs> I'm like, hold your horses, kids. We're just coming up with smart things to say and do. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have Mac all that. Mac DevOps is a lifestyle brand, Matt. It's you a lifestyle, to, yeah. You need to accept this. It is. I mean, they say, you know, embrace what you like doing or what you're good at or one of the, those two. And I'm, I'm whittling down the list of things I'm good at. So I'm just going to look at. You know. <laughs> but you're also good at uh, open source software. And Apple has really revamped their whole open source 
page and, and projects that they are supporting, which is kind of a nice, nice new move. Very sharp, very sharp. Um, it made me feel like an old dinosaur because I felt like we've done this it's, two or three times before where they've posted a lot of software that they were using and, of course, was benefiting them. And that's why companies support open source software, right? I mean, it's because there's something they're using. But, yeah, it seemed like there was a bunch of different things, projects that they were supporting before that are dead now. Um, um, but, yeah, I try not to be cynical. That's one of my <laughs> mottos. Be nice to JD, be kind to Shauna, and uh, don't be cynical. Those are my three mottos. But yeah, it's a nice well, little that, page. That is the problem with open source software, though, is somebody still has to like lead the charge and, and want to move the project forward. So yeah, Apple's going to do so somewhat selfishly, but uh, I, I am impressed with, with some of the projects that they are, they are supporting. And, and in a lot of ways, uh, just picking on probably the most notable, which is Swift, uh, how much that development is way far ahead uh, in the open source platform than it is on what's actually released in, uh, you know, on every Mac OS that you're installing today. Those features and tools are being brought to Windows, to Linux, uh, and not just, not just Mac OS. Yeah, I was surprised that there was like a server-side Swift um, yeah. project, and they've definitely been pushing Swift a lot, but... Sorry, I can't remember who was it that posted on on Twitter. They said they tried to uh, download the software in the open source repos and compile it, but no, it doesn't compile. They just posted a bunch of sample projects and stuff that it doesn't compile. Yeah, well, this is a really nice UX, beautiful web page with our commitment to something. But yeah, take what you will, but it does not compile. <laughs> it doesn't compute. It doesn't compile. It's fine. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like I, I run into the guy on Twitter uh, that uh, worked on Curl, the utility to get things from the internet, right? You know, and, you know, he, his project Curl is like in every utility, every app, everything. And, you know, and I don't think he's quite a millionaire, but, you know, people make these projects and work on them, you know, and then so many people in the world depend on them. And if they decide to, to stop doing it, you know, I think we've probably heard the story with lots of things in NPM and other code repositories where people stop making certain, you know, tools and well, and or they are supported and and they're just not included with the shipped operating systems. I mean, Apple's infamous for that, which is why Python is no longer really supported or eventually not included in the operating system is Apple just decided that 2.6 was the last version of Python they were going to ever deal with. And, you know, if you want Python 3, you, you need to figure out how to ship your own and package it and deploy it. And, and so we've been down this route with Monkey and, and other tools to, to figure out how to ship your own Python 3. So, you know, and Apple, I'm not to pick on Apple, but, you know, it is Mac DevOps, so we'll pick on Apple, you know, is, is kind of infamous for going along with certain open source projects and then deciding, yeah, we don't need that anymore. So it, it's gone. And in other, other ways, they, they, you know, are full throated in, in their support for things and, and push, push development along. I still think WebKit's a piece of garbage, but I'm glad it's open source. <laughs> Tell us what you really think, JD. I mean, <laughs> at least they're still, still supporting Ruby. Uh, the uh, server app, uh, which has almost no tools left in it, is like heavily right. Ruby under the hood and a million other things. And um, they took out my favorite XN out of it. Now it's just Profile Manager and OD, which no one should be using either of <laughs> But <laughs> And even though they updated XN and put it published a guide about how to set up an XN with the command line, which is 
which is fine. I'm so hardcore, you know, no problem. But you know, when you've I'm been, re- you've been you've been setting up XANs by the command line since you were ten years old, something right? like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, like that. A lot more Stornex by a command line, but XN had always had this nice little GUI. And I mean, yeah, command line's fine when you know exactly what commands to type. But when you're renaming and labeling LUNs, which are RAID arrays, and you don't want to erase the wrong thing by labeling the wrong, you know, hey, man, help my stress level a little bit. Apple, release that XN admin tool again. because <laughs> This is how you test whether or not your backups are, are working and whether or not you can restore them, right? <laughs> I, I take that personally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we all could use, uh, you know, that's why we write software and build tools or use things that can help us take the guesswork out of things. Like somebody today I was helping, they were like, they they clicked on some button wrong and they're like, oh man, I'm going to get blamed for doing this thing wrong because I clicked on the wrong button. And I was like, no, in the world, in the spirit of blameless postmortems, we don't blame the people, we blame the system that let them make the mistake. And then he looked at me, he's like, that's not how things work around here. I'm going to get blamed. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> in a perfect world. <laughs> in a perfect world, we make that, that software version of tape over that button so that we could, don't, press, don't press this button. <laughs> or documentation, right? That says, here's the three steps, you know, or, I mean, if it's just an oral tradition and then someone goes to do, do something, but they didn't hear the story right and there's no documentation. I mean, those wrong buttons are going to be pushed. I don't know. RM dash RF slash, right? Hit return. Oh, you don't forget sudo. Maybe a warning? <laughs> a warning, yeah. Build and code in a little warning. Yeah. I don't know. I think all- um, blameless postmortems are probably more common in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you get a check from the government, you know, every 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 mistake you make. <laughs> not not down south where we are. <laughs> Closer to hell. I meant uh, the center of the, <laughs> the center of the Earth's uh, crust. H e double hockey sticks. That's uh, <laughs> our episode theme. Um, well, I think uh, we've depressed everybody. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing everybody in person or hybrid or both, and getting everybody together. Um, so gather up your thoughts and ideas for topics and any speakers you want to see at our conference, or if you want to speak. We look look forward to new speakers all the time, and uh, we believe in you. You have cool ideas. Share them with us and everyone. Does that mean you're posting the call for speakers page, or I already did? Oh, well, in po- in podcast time. In podcast time, <laughs> the due date is the due date. <laughs> <laughs> I also posted tickets, and I also responded to those sponsors, which have been sitting in my inbox for weeks. Now I haven't done any of those things, but I will. <laughs> Send love to Shauna, send money to JD, and send, send me speaker ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. We don't want to depress anybody with our tech debt. We'll actually attach the media to this, this post this time. Ah, don't, don't, don't. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Send if, you're the hearing, if you're hearing this, it happened. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you like to drop the ball occasionally so that, you know, everyone's surprised the next time when we don't so we're just checking to make sure that you guys are paying attention that's right merry christmas you are wonderful people you beautiful souls as a christmas president we won't record any more podcasts this year (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, okay thanks everybody see you next time bye the mac devops yvr conference and podcast is looking for sponsors 
support and encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community by sponsoring Mac DevOps. If you're interested in sponsoring the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast, send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. Thank you to our awesome Mac DevOps sponsors. For the 2021 Mac DevOps conference, we would like to thank Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. We're also grateful for Mac Stadium's sponsorship of our hack night. Thank you, Mac Stadium. Visit them at macstadium.com. Our gold sponsor is Flow Swiss AG with their Mac Bare Metal instance. Thank you, Flow Swiss AG. Visit them at flow.swiss/mac-bare-metal. Thank you to our silver sponsor, Simple MDM. Visit them at simplemdm.com. Thank you to our bronze sponsor, Teradici. Visit them at teradici.com. Our live feed is sponsored by Fleet DM. Visit them at fleetdm.com. And this year, our MDM panel is sponsored by Adagy. Visit them at adagy.com. Please take a moment to visit all of our sponsors. We could not hold Mac DevOps YVR without the support of our sponsors. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. I did order two waffle makers, one for each kid, but I don't know if they'll be impressed. You know, they'll be <laughs> come. Well, hopefully, they don't listen to the pod and, and find out what their their presents are. Oh <laughs> man, I can't wait to see their look of shock faces. You know the look. I got you each matching waffle maker, and they'll be like, "Dad, we ate you." <laughs> you spilled the beans waffles. on the podcast. I know, but I'm just so much looking forward to their sad faces, and then we surprise them with a real gift of some kind, which I didn't shop for yet, but I will have podcast time. Yeah. <laughs>